Power Attack podcast with myself, Daps. Guys, um, it's been a couple weeks since I've last recorded. And if you're going to ask why, it's because, um, first of all, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the like button, share, all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah. So I went to the um, the MLS All-Star game versus Arsenal. So got flown out to do a bit of work there, met all the players, um, was doing some behind the scenes stuff, which I'm going to try to put a bit at on this channel. So that was really good. So um, obviously on this channel as well, I've I've started doing the whole MLS stuff. So it was really nice to go out there and be a part of that, the MLS All-Star game versus Arsenal, which was, if I'm not, if I'm being honest, you see Americans, they do everything big. So that's their version of like the Super Bowl. And honestly, guys, like from the... Um, national anthem with Brian McKnight singing the national anthem and you had the, the, the fighter jets flying over and you had fireworks and it was just a really really good spectacle and a, and a proper good occasion and then on top of that you can really feel the buzz <clears throat> like you can really really feel the buzz with um in in the MLS especially now that Messi is there guys obviously we know that it's a big deal for them but when you're there, you actually realize just how much of a big deal it is. And um, just to touch on that, and, and I'll touch, I'll touch on it more on my um, MLS show that I do on this channel. So if you haven't gone to check out the first episode, it's with Matt Bassano. So go and check that out. Um, it's called a shot of MLS, but go and check that out. But I'll talk about, I'll talk about it more on that show. But honestly, guys, it's been such. It's ugh, messy going there. Is just has just been so good for, for, for the sport over there, in it? And um, it helps as well that he's scoring, he's performing, that last-minute clutch goal that he got in his first game. Like, it's... Man. But overall, I had, I had such, a, such a good experience. Um, I met so many good people, got some real good content. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get that over the line in regards to getting more people on, on, on the channel for the MLS stuff and get the content out to you. But yeah, guys, right. So today I'm recording this after the Community Shield, the English Super Cup. Come on. We have to give it a bit of a bit of finesse, a bit of flavour. So um yeah, I'm recording this after after that game. And it's obviously finished one one, but Arsenal won on penalties. And if I'm being totally honest about that. I don't really care about the community shield. I want to win it if we're in it. Obviously, you want to win everything that you're in, but I don't really care about it too tough. But what I would say, what I would say is that the reason why I'm happy that we won on penalties is the fact that if we had lost on penalties, it would have been, oh, Arsenal, just rubbish. They can't even go and win the community shield and blah, blah, blah. It would have been all of that, even though, it's literally just a community shield. But when we win it, everyone now just says, oh, it's just a community shield. I'd much rather just live with that. And we move, we win it, we go on to the next game. Season opener next week. But in terms of the actual game, guys, like, honestly, I was happy. I was happy because obviously it's still pre-season. We're still getting into, like, the season starts next week. So you want us to be at um, at a certain point, but you're not, you're not going to, but... For, some of the things that I've seen today, I'm really, really happy with. Like, for example, um, I know people talk about Kai Havertz missing, especially the second chance that he had. But I was more impressed with, like, 
his hold-up play and his general overall play. He didn't look like a bad player today. And I think the gripe that a lot of people have had with Kai Havertz is that at Chelsea, at times, he looked like a bad player. But, um, yeah, there was one bit where they've launched the ball up top, which is something that is going to be, I think, is going to be seen a lot more. You know, they've launched it up top and he's controlled it, held off the defender and linked up with um, with someone in the midfield. And, and I was like, yes, those are the things that I was happy with, you know. Defended from the front, I was happy with the chances. Yes, you want him to put those chances away, but you know his overall general play, I felt that was good. And like I said, he didn't look like a bad player at all. I think as the season goes on, you know, and, and he gets more confidence, I think some of those chances that we saw today, he'll put those away. But you know, for a first game or first semi-competitive game against City at Wembley, I thought he did okay. I think. Man City, you can tell that they're a couple weeks behind their preseason, or may, maybe like one or two um, from Arsenal, and it's going to be interesting with them because I was I was looking because obviously they lost Gundogan, and he was massive, especially in their in their running, and Carl Walker was massive, and Carl Walker's still there. They've obviously they've obviously still got him right now, but it was interesting to see Kovacic come in, and I've said on this channel many a times that Kovacic is a good good player, and and it was just a no-brainer that City went and picked him up. And I tell you what, he does not look out of place at all in that team. And I think that, you know, with Kovacic coming in and... Um, but then again, obviously you can't say nothing right now because it's right. At, the season hasn't even started. But I think as the season goes on, I, I think when you look at their team now, obviously they've added... Is it Vardio? Gavardio? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but they've added him. But they've also lost Riyad Mahrez. They've, they've lost Gundogan. So those are integral members of their team who played a vital part in their success. Um, I do want to touch on KDB as well. I think with KDB, I don't ever talk about his quality. I don't ever talk about the impact he has on the team because for me, it's up there. I don't understand when people talk a certain way about um, KDB, um, but you know we know the sort of people that, that talk down on, on quality world-class players. But what I will say is that from the game, City need to find a way to really um, find a long-term successor for, um, for, for Kevin De Bruyne. I think if, if City can go and find a long-term successor for De Bruyne, I think they'll be fine. But in order to get the best from like Haaland, um, you need KDB on that pitch because Haaland got nothing today, nothing. When KDB came on the pitch today, today, like they had a bit more, like things were going through him. Yes, Foden also came on it and did well, but it it was a lot of it was going through KDB, and they need to find someone that can come in and and basically release KDB from that because they're gonna have a real problem and. If KDB can't get through a season, let's just say for whatever reason, gets picked up a couple of injuries, um, long term, I think that they will struggle. So it gives Arsenal or whoever's chasing them a glimmer of hope that um, they can be caught and, you know, they're not just going to go and just win everything again like last year. But, you know, that's that's an interesting one to see how they navigate around that one. Um, Saliba, listen. I'm not going to say too much about Saliba 
all I will say is that I know everyone says Rolls Royce and everything, and I don't want to choose other people's ones, but Saliba is just different quality. And you can see why we dropped off and started conceding goals without him because everything he does is is so composed and is done with a level of like, I'm the best. He's already got that about him. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say he's the best because I still think he can improve. He will probably tell you he can improve. And He's young, so hopefully he does improve. But honestly, he is just so, so, so good. Urian Timber. Listen. You see Timber. You can see why Man United wanted him last year. Because he is just techie. He's got the confidence. He's got the athleticism. He can can really, really play football in tight spaces. He can defend well. Um... And he and he suits the system so well. And for him to be playing um, left back and he's right footed and he's comfortable in that left foot as well. Um, I think he's going to go on to be a really, really good good player for Arsenal. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, Tini's been pushed all the way further down. And I still think Tini will play games. Last year, he played 36 times. I know a lot of it was off the bench, but 36 times he played. I think Tini adds a different dynamic. You can see when he came on, there was a bit of rust or confidence. I don't know what it was, but he definitely adds a different dynamic to us. I think when you come, when you talk about Zinchenko, he's a better defender than Zinchenko. But of course, Tomiyasu also plays there at left back sometimes. So um, I wouldn't be too um, too pressed if I was Kieran Tierney. But just to go back to um, Timber, he is such a good acquisition. And I think what we saw today with the new signings, Havertz, Rice, Timber, is that we've got a real squad with, they've added to a squad that gives us a little bit of depth. I still think we need, we need another winger because I don't want to see Saka playing every game. Um, but we have real, real depth. And um, yeah, it's, he, he's, he was just a delight today. Um, who else am I going to be talking about? Do you know what? I think, with the game today, I was just in, interested to see how we dealt with Manchester City because I know right now, or I feel like right now, there's like a mental block. There's like a mental block with the team right now. So in regards to City, but I think winning, and I heard Aaron Ramsdale saying it after, it, it just shows the team that no, they can be beat. They they can be got at. They can be, you know, you can challenge them and go toe-to-toe with them. And I think that's that's the main thing to come out of today. I think, yeah, I think the main thing to come out today was just literally just the fact that they now know they can beat City. That that mental block of City always winning like last year, just just cutting through them and everything. I think they know that they there's a real chance that they can close the gap. And I'm not talking about in quality of play. I'm talking more about mentally up there. They know they can do it. So, um, yeah, that's what I thought about the community should. It was less about less about performances and more about where we are as a team and and how ready we are for the new season and and getting early signs of what it's going to be like this in this new season so um yeah oh, Odegaard listen I don't know how many times I can talk about Odegaard and it's amazing that there's certain there's certain players that you just have to watch and appreciate. And 
I feel like a lot of a lot of people appreciate Odegaard more because he scored 15 goals last year and got um, seven assists. I think it was, yeah, 15 goals and got seven assists. But if even if he did not get those goals and assists, I would appreciate him the same way. And it's just unfortunate that that there's a lot of people who only judge players by their goals and assists because Odegaard didn't get a goal or an assist today. But if you look at what he does on that pitch. He's a different class. And at times he does look like, he does look a cut above the rest, if I'm being totally honest. You know, there was a point where he plucked the ball out of the sky, easy, popped it off, you know, went, got the got the ball again. He did something where that Man City player who was defending against him just absolutely broke their ankles. And then he just passed it off again. Again in the second half, he's done some step over thing to get away from Kovacic and then he's gone, and then he's gone again. But he is just honestly different, different, different gravy. And I think when he plays, we like the level of the team is automatically up. I think across the park, everyone's got such a good relationship with him on the pitch. Whether it be him and Saka, him and Party, whether it be hopefully him and Rice and him and Martinelli, him and the striker, everyone's just got such a good relationship and he is integral to the way that we play. I also like the way that he he has bought into like the culture of the club. Odegaard has, has been, he's, he's brought into like what the fans want to see. So even all that gene up the crowd stuff and whatever, like I, I love it. I love it. And he's just a really, really good um, player. So, so I'm just checking what else I've got to talk about. But yeah, guys, you let me know in the comments. You let me know in the comments um, what you think about, one second. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, let me know in the comments what you think about the game, who you, who your man of the match was. Oh, who was my man of the match? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I think my man of the match. Oh, no, wait. How can I forget to talk about Trossard? Listen, trust the boss, Leand Leandro Trossard. Whether he starts, whether he doesn't start, he will always make an impact. The problem is, it's not even a problem. It's a good problem because it just shows that we have a squad. Before we would have Martinelli, Saka, and then the people coming off the bench are like Cedric Suarez playing out of position and that. Like, we can't be having that. So, like, now that we have a real, a real, real good squad and, you know, we've got people like Trossard involved, it's such a good thing. I think, I think Trossard, does he have to start? If Jesus isn't playing, to be honest, I would play him. I'd play him in the false nine position. I'd play him in the false nine position because you know the way they all in like switch with each other anyway. So I'll put Martinelli, Trossard and um, Saka. But what I would say about, about Trossard is that, like I said, no matter if he starts or comes on off the bench, or off the bench, he always makes an impact. He always contributes. He always gets like a goal or an assist or he's just, he's just a problem and, and he's someone that is going to get so much game time. He's someone that is an important part of the team already. And you can see it. You, you, you can see how the players respond to him. You can see it how Arteta relies on him to, to be a valuable member. You know, there's some people in the squad where like the manager plays them because they've got no one else. And, oh, gosh, okay, yeah, come on. You know, but he is someone that will always come on. Arteta knows Trossard is there. And I even forgot about Trossard on the bench today. Like, so when, when they said he was coming on, I was like, oh yeah, cool. We now have 
game changers. We now have people that can offer something different. Whereas before, there was no real plan B. If plan A wasn't working, we didn't really have a plan B. Martinelli goes off, Trossard comes, comes on. Two very different players. Um, I would also like to talk about Fabio Vieira, to be honest. Good penalty to, to, to finish it. But I see a lot of people not really liking him. And I, I honestly, and I might get crucified for this, but I honestly think, think that Fabio Vieira is a good player. I think his confidence is low. I think playing him out wide on the right is not his thing. Um, and he's someone that you can see just needs some some real good game time and, yeah, like I said, confidence. Um, Ramsdale saving penalties. What's all that about? Got David Rea bloody being linked to the club and all of a sudden he's saving penalties. And he had a good game today. There was that one moment where he miss he miskicked it and almost and gave it and gave the ball to City. And what I don't like about stuff like that is that will happen. And Forget the other two saves he made, the top saves, and just his overall game that he had. That's going to be the headline that a load of Arsenal fans will go will go with. And I think, like I said, I think he's a top keeper. If we get David Rea, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain about David Rea, but I'm also not going to sit here and say Aaron Ramsdale's a bad um, a bad keeper. No. Um, so, you know, he's saving penalties now, so that's one improvement throughout the season. Hopefully, we see more more improvements. Um, but yeah, that's it from me in regards to the community shield. Arsenal won. Let me know in the comments what you think it is. I mean, who you think the man in the match was. My man in the match was Saliba. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, Thomas Party, great again. Even though he got sucked in and turned by Foden. Ugh, that was schoolboy, but very good from Foden. But on keepers, I want to talk about Onana because I've not recorded. So first of all, I want to say the way Man United treated De Gea was raw. Whether he, whether they felt like he needed to go or not, to offer him a contract and then just, you know, retract that offer, ain't cool. Um, but equally, Onana, yeah. What I would say about Onana is that I do believe Onana will make quite a few mistakes. I do believe he will get caught out quite a bit. I and I thought this from that final. I've seen it before, but I've never really paid attention. But the Champions League final last year, I tweeted at the time, this is before he was even linked to United, I tweeted that this guy will give away goals. He probably does give away quite a few goals. But the thing about the thing about him is that he plays, it's high risk, high reward. What you get out of him, like being able to, to, to do that whole sweeper-keeper thing and, and use his feet very, very well, it's integral to the rest of the teams. But every now and then, he will get caught out, like what you saw when he got lobbed from the halfway line. Cool. That's going to happen every now and then. But what he gives you, he uh, he gives you so much more. He might give away a, a goal, make a mistake here and there, but what he gives you, what he gives the team in regards to, you know, that first phase of play and, and, and you know, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just playing, like how he plays and, and, get, and getting the team rolling. Like it's, it's way more so you're going to have those mistakes sometimes but like I said in the, the overall picture is that he, he gives more than, than than he takes he makes he makes he's more of a um, what's the word I'm looking for a positive than he is a negative and I was listening to someone talk about Jens Lehmann and they were saying how Jens Lehmann is someone that used to play play with Jens Lehmann and he was saying how Jens Lehmann would make a couple mistakes but it would not bother him he would literally just just take those mistakes out and just be like, yeah, I'm a keeper. I'm going to make mistakes. But 
what I actually bring other than that is way more. So forget the mistakes. And I think that's what Onana has to also think about. Um, what else is there? Kane, if I'll be very surprised, you know, if Kane stays, because I honestly believe that um, with Daniel Lee being the way he is, money, like he, Kane could go for a free next year, but you'd much rather him go for free and turn down 86 million now than just sell him for 86 million. I don't know. I, I don't know if he feels like he can get Kane to sign a new contract. And as long as he's at the club, there's always a chance that he'll sign a new contract. I don't know, but it's an interesting one. I wondered what he was going to do, what Kane would go and was going to do if teams actually came in for him. Not just interest, but it actually came in. I was wondering what's going to do. And it's like Bayern have a real interest in him. So it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting one to see what happens. I think Tottenham will maybe struggle a bit next year. I think Tottenham finished sixth or something like that. Because I think Arsenal, City and United. Oh, United? Arsenal, City and United are in that top four. Outside of that, Liverpool. Who I think Liverpool are going to come back strong. And Chelsea... All, all all ahead of um, Tottenham. And I would say, let me say this about Chelsea as well. Yeah? I've watched quite a few of their pre-season games. I think I've watched three of them. And Nicholas Jackson, I don't know where they got him from. I don't know where Nicholas Jackson comes from, but he's looking good. And every time I've seen him play, I'm, he doesn't look like a prospect. He looks like a confirmed player. And I'm surprised that he, he he went under the radar in regards to when they bought him. Um, but he looks real, real good. So whoever whoever's decision it was to to get him, to get him in the door, like needs a pat on the back because the speed is there, the, the link up players there, he's skillful and he looks like he's he's got the finishing. So that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how he gets used to how he settles into the, the Premier League. Same way with Mudrik. Mudrik has had, has had his six months, six, seven months now in the league and he's looking sharp in pre-season. And I know it's only pre-season and we have to wait to see how, it, how it's um, going. But from what I've seen of Mudrik in pre-season, it's the best I've seen him look since he's come here. I've not seen anything like as good as what I've seen in pre-season from him in the league. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely improvements there. Sterling's looking sharp and yeah. So Chelsea, look, I, I thought that Chelsea were going to, you know, struggle to get into the top four, but obviously it's early days, but what I've seen right now from them, I honestly believe that they can, you know, it's not over for them getting back into Europe. So um, I can't wait for the Premier League, honestly. I honestly cannot wait for the Premier League. And also, some of these new rules, yeah, some of these new rules, that kicking the ball away, um, is is so ridiculous from the beginning i understand players who purposely waste time but if you just tap the ball away like it's you're getting yellow cards and i just don't understand that like so to what the one today with party ridiculous and then one of their players did it i forgot who it was i've forgotten who it was it might have been bernardo silva i forgot who it was but they did it and got a yellow card ridiculous do you get what I'm saying? And I think a, a common sense approach has to be has to be adopted because you just end up handing yellow cards out all game. 
because when you're in the game to kick a ball away like that, like you know, it's 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 ridiculous. It's stupid. Like let's let's have a bit more common sense. Like they can see when a player is purposely trying to waste time and and you know be unsportsmanlike. Oh, sorry. What's the other one? The added time. The added time. I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that one. If I'm being totally honest, um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. But what I will say as well about the championship now that it started, Southampton, yeah. In the champion, right? Let me rephrase this properly. You can see the difference in quality between the teams that have come down and the teams that were already in the championship. So Southampton have come down, and there's Premier League quality players who are still in that team. Historically, what you get with these relegated teams is that all of the big hitters they just go. And then they, they, there's a massive rebuild and whatever. But Southampton have kept some players who are Premier League quality players. Same for Leicester. Did Leicester even win today? Let's see. It's the same for uh, Leicester. So I'm just Googling. Yeah, look, Leicester won. 2 1. Who scored? Oh, Jusby Hill scored, scored both. I knew that already, actually. Um, so. You're looking at them and Leeds, I think Leeds might have lost actually. When I saw it, it was 2 1. It was 2 1 to um to Cardiff. So let's see Leeds United. Oh, it finished 2 2. Okay. Extra time. Look at that. 90 plus five minutes. These long extra times. So 2 2. But these these teams have real Premier League quality players. And I look at Southampton the other day and um Oh gosh, I've forgotten who they played now. But whoever Southampton played, and it was just light work, like in regards to how they keep the ball. Like they're keeping the ball like a Premier League team, not top top Premier League team. But you can you can see that 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 the quality players are still there. James Ward Prowse is still there. Whether or not he stays there is is a different thing. You got Bednarek there. Do you get what I'm saying? You got Carl Walker Peters still there. Um, Adam Armstrong, and to be honest. I'm going to put this out there now. In this Southampton team, I honestly believe Adam Armstrong will finish top of the league in regards to um, goals. Adam Armstrong will finish top goal scorer. That's my shout. I might be wrong, but I think the way this Southampton team play and the quality that, that they have, because they're miles ahead of a lot of the championship teams. And I think it plays into Adam Armstrong's hands. If he plays up top for the duration of the season... We know that, you know, at that level, he can score goals. And I honestly just think that um, Adam Armstrong will finish top goal scorer in that Southampton team in the championship. And I'm not going to say he's going to get them back into the league because I don't know yet. It's, it's too early. But he will get a fair few goals. So, um, yeah. Adam, no pressure. Um, but I think that is it from me. Let me see what else I've got on my list. I don't think I do have anything else on my list. Uh, Adam Armstrong, Lucas Jackson. Oh yeah, just that Anana and um, Maguire stuff. First of all, Anana did nothing wrong. If people were going mad at Anana shouting at um, Maguire, I don't know. Like it's what keepers do, but because it's Maguire, and um, you know it's Onana, you know he's not really, you know, palatable for a lot of people. Um, I think that's where the real problem is. But um, yeah, 
that's it for me. So I will be recording again this week. Don't know what day yet, but you know we're back. Shout out everyone that has been you know following me on um, Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to bring back the lives again, like the streams. But let me know what I don't want to do watch along. So let me know what kind of streams you want and how frequently you want it. And um, yeah, that's it for me. I'm out. <laughs>